Hi, this is Kristen Jacobson for Esoterica, a short feature which delves into the realms of the extraordinary. Today I'd like to talk with you about a loon rescue. My four and six-year-old daughters and I borrowed a book from the library called Washing the Willow Tree Loon. It was a story about the kindness of people who volunteered to help clean the feathers of all the birds who had been victims of an oil spill. In the story, many motorists drove past the oil-covered suffering birds saying, I'm busy, I have work to do. But there were others who stopped their cars, put on boots and gloves or whatever they had, and got into the water to catch the birds in trouble. They too were saying as they went, I have work to do, and they did. It was quite a job, but the satisfaction and joy in the end were well worth all the effort. Two days later, after reading that story, I was driving on Route 131 towards Morrill to pick up my children at a friend's house. I was driving fast because in usual fashion I was pressed for time. I rounded a sharp bend in the road and was stunned to see a giant loon sitting in the middle of the opposite lane in the road. Wow! How odd! What's he doing there? I wondered. I pulled over and I walked up to him. He was gorgeous, gracefully sitting upright, looking at me. He had not been hit. I couldn't tell how exactly he had been injured, but obviously he was unable to move from that spot or I'd imagined he'd tried to get away from me. He was awesome. I had never been that close to a loon or any sizable wild bird for that matter. His beak was narrow and pointed, about five inches long. His neck was so thick and strong, I bet I could barely put my hands together around it if I'd tried. His coloring was brilliant, iridescent black and smooth, with artistically symmetrical splatterings of white. His eyes were hauntingly direct and strangely confident despite his perilous situation. I was awestruck. I watched him for a moment. And then the feelings of dread set in. Now what do I do? At this time, a small gray truck pulled over. A man jumped out and said, Hey, that's a loon. Oh no, is he hurt? Oh my God, what are we going to do? How are we going to move him? Look at that beak. I said, I have a cell phone. I'll call for help. He decided his job was going to be directing traffic. He ran over to the sharp bend in the road. His enthusiasm surprised me. I watched his arms waving overhead, followed by padding gestures to insinuate a slow-down request. A few motorists passed by slowly, looking suspiciously out their windows but making no attempt to stop. I called 911, hesitantly, as I wasn't sure a loon emergency would be well-received as a priority. Ring, ring, 911, what's your emergency? Um, hello there, I have a situation involving a loon stuck, I mean hurt, in the road. I gave them my approximate location. Did you say a loon, like a bird? Yes. Hold on, I'll transfer you to the police. Ring, ring, police. Uh, hi, I have a loon that needs some help. He's sitting in the middle of the road. Well, if he wandered out there, he'll need to wander back. Well, clearly he can't, and that's why I need some help. Can you give me the number of a wildlife rescue nearby or something? He gave me the number of the game warden. I wrote it on my hand, 
but when I tried to call out again, my phone was blocked. I think they traced the call for location or something after you call 911. Just then, a small car pulled up with a young man and woman inside. It was hot that day. He was shirtless. They had the music blasting. It was my impression that they were in no rush to get anywhere. Perfect. I asked for his cell phone. He offered it over and then parked the car. I called the game warden, got the answering machine. Shoot. That moment, a large pickup truck stopped. Seeing that something was going on, a man jumped out and came over. Everyone who stopped to help that day looked instantly surprised and aghast, and then mesmerized by the intense presence of this enormous bird. The man from the pickup truck had a wildlife fisheries brochure with phone numbers on it. Perfect. I called and was given the number of a man in Palermo who has volunteered his home for wild bird rescue and rehab. I called him and was greeted with immediate welcome and willingness to be of service. By this time we were all thrilled. I offered to meet this man on Route 3 with the bird if I could figure out how to get him in my car. The young shirtless man said, I have gloves in the car. He went to retrieve them. My car was full in the back of all the kids' beach stuff, including a red wagon. The only available space was in the front seat. I moved the seat back to allow a larger floor area for the loon. I started to become nervous at the idea of having this unrestrained wild bird with a five-inch pointed beak in the front seat with me. I repeatedly ushered some frightening attack images from my mind. The girlfriend of the shirtless man put a sundress she had from their car as a soft little bed on the floor of mine. Taking direction over the phone from the wildlife bird guy, the shirtless man with gloves prepared to sneak up from behind the loon, grab his neck firmly so he wouldn't get pecked, while the pickup truck guy danced around in front of the loon to distract him. Then the shirtless man was directed to scoop up the 30-plus pound bird from under his belly without losing his grip on the bird's neck. All this was happening while the traffic controller guy, still standing at the bend in the road, would occasionally yell for an update of our progress. It all went surprisingly well. The loon was moved onto the floor of my front seat. Now it was time for me to make the solo journey with the loon to meet the bird rescue man. Once the bird was in the car, I noticed the relief on everyone's faces and then a sudden hint of sadness to now let go of the outcome the rest of the journey for the loon. All of us strangers said thank you to each other and goodbye as we went on to our separate lives. It was a dear moment, really, a kind and cooperative experience we had shared, each leaving feeling good about their part in the rescue. I had a quilt in the front seat with me. As I drove, I held it up like a curtain with one hand, which left one hand for the steering wheel. Thank God I wasn't driving a standard, I thought. The loon pecked frequently at the quilt and ended up tearing it with his sharp beak. My legs, as I drove, were shaking so wildly I could barely depress the cast pedal. It was surreal, exciting, and extremely frightening to be driving, thinking this bird could decide to attack me at any time now. I stopped and picked up my children on the way to meeting the bird rescue man. They climbed in the car and looked at the loon as if it were normal and said, Why do you have a loon in the car, Mummy? The loon made his way onto the front seat as we continued driving down the road. 
I began to wonder whether I had done a very stupid thing. Thank God it wasn't much farther, I thought, and I gunned it, still holding up the quilt with one hand. It proved to be an effective distraction as the loon continued to seem satisfied to peck only at that. I was so relieved to pull up next to the bird rescue guy who jumped out of his truck and easily scooped up the loon like he had done it a thousand times before. His theory was that the loon had gotten stuck on the road the night before during a torrential rain. He said a long stretch of road in the dark can look like water during such weather when loons are looking for a place to land. He presumed that the loon had come flying down, thinking he would land on water, only instead he crashed into the pavement, becoming injured, and he'd been stuck there since. He said the loon would go 15 miles from his house to a volunteer who takes care of large injured birds. If this loon had extensive injuries, he would be brought just south of Portland to another volunteer who specializes in loon rehabilitation. When he was healed from his injuries, he would be brought back and released in Swan Lake, where he probably originated. It was such a cool day. Sometimes my daughters talk about it. They talk about the loon rescue mission. We have likened it to the story of washing the willow tree loon on the day when we, too, had work to do. Thanks for listening. This is Kristen Jacobson for Esoterica. Esoterica.